0: there, and welcome to the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast.
1: We're Paris and Alana, friends who have a heart for intimacy and long to uncover God's truth and design for sexual freedom within marriage. Welcome here. I don't
0: know I I literally do the same thing every time, I'm pretty uh, sure. Let's
1: just start talking. Okay. So in our last episode, we created a sort of foundation in of like what the Bible says in regards to women's bodies and how purity culture twists what the Bible Mm -hmm. says to put shame and confusion on so many of us. And even after reading a bunch of your guys' messages, yeah, you guys can relate. Yeah. Um,
0: It's a real this is the real pandemic. (laughs) It's so
1: sad. It's so sad. But we wanted to dive a little deeper into this and really yeah. ask ourselves what other lies we've maybe come to believe, mm-hmm. like maybe without even realizing it, around sexuality. So, absolutely. A verse that I found that kind of I thought encompassed this this topic pretty well was First Corinthians six twenty, for you are not your own, for you were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was so good because. There's so much of this that's like, I don't know, you know, you want to be, you know, honoring with what you're wearing. Yeah. But you're also wanting to be true to yourself without trying mm-hmm. to be like, but I'm doing this so that men don't look at me a certain way. But if mm-hmm. you're just thinking about it, so you're glorifying God in your body. I feel It like changes the game. It does. So, yeah. but something else I'd love to touch on Paris is. So I made a reel um, about purity culture and one of our followers had commented and said that, you know, they'd rather grow up with the purity narrative than being raised where standards are super loose and sex is like not a big deal. So I was wondering what your thoughts were on that, like the contrast between purity culture and how it's shaping minds (laughs) to, you know, that narrative versus what the world is showing as a standard. So what do you think about that?
0: Yeah, so I actually spent a lot of time in just thought after um, we really kind of committed to going into tackling this purity culture and a lot of prayer went into this. And I think the all-encompassing bottom line is, um, why are we going with movements instead of just with the solid truth of the Bible? You know, the mm-hmm. purity culture was a movement. Um Right. And we need to be careful as believers. We need to be very careful when movements come into play. Um, oftentimes, they are not in alignment with what scripture says. So yeah. I, I would challenge you if if you are for the purity culture narrative and that movement that really came about you know, after the 70s into the 80s really kind of came to a head in the 90s. And now we are the generation that's really suffering from a lot of the narrative from that Um Like, why is it that this is such a big deal still? You know, like, it's not – the bottom line is purity culture is no longer a form of pursuing purity in the way God intended it for our sexuality and His brothers and sisters in Christ. It very much became a – a path that you were either on or you were off and if you came off that in accordance to what they believed you should be doing then you were very much condemned like it was a very condemning movement um and we shared that in our last episode both you and i alana shared just like just skiffed the surface of some things that we have been condemned in or you know called out on even though we were doing nothing wrong we literally just look the way we look as women the way god created us yet somehow that was wrong and sinful um so that is is the overruling lie that purity culture has brought forth and it's very toxic like it's not biblical whatsoever so I think that's the big thing is, I'm just going to say it, purity culture has very much become a worldly thing because it's not in the defining uh, truth of the Bible any longer. Yeah. You know what, what I'm I just saying? to say, too,
1: how um, totally and in the fact, too, with the whole, even with the word just like purity, the purity culture, it's kind of either you're, you are pure or you're not. Or you
0: aren't. There's nothing in between Right. And and it's such a regulated thing and that's really damaging to us, like mm-hmm. very, very damaging to us. Yeah. So like if we're going to go back to uh, purity culture and its intentions, let's just go back to the Bible, shall we, and look at what that has to say about it. Like why are we not going by what the Bible saying? Why are we going by this movement of purity culture? Um Like I said before, that's a huge red flag for us to look out for as believers. Are we acting like the Bereans and we're taking everything back to the scriptures? We're double checking things and we're walking within the power of the Holy Spirit. Or are we just going with the flow and this movement that's been in cycle for a couple decades now? Right. So yeah, I mean, then you asked about worldview and and, and culture today that sex is very, very loose and thrown around, and that's very heartbreaking because it is in a lot of areas, and sex is used oftentimes in very abusive uh, scenarios. You know, whether it's to cover pain or use as abuse, uh, hurt people, hurt people, looking for love, whatever it may be, and it's really, really sad. Um, But that, that really doesn't have anything to do with uh, purity culture or the narrative that we're addressing here that is strictly of the world and when we when alana talked about purity culture there and um she wasn't referring to not being pure in the way that god defines our purity she was like you know what i'm saying right. alana, like you were addressing the toxicity of like you said that perfectly you are either pure or you're not there's no in between and there's a lot of condemnation through that right
1: yeah and just think of how how easily the shame can come in yes when you when you have that like pressure on you almost to think that it
0: is pressure right like yes oh man
1: like if I even thinking about dating and that kind of stuff um which we've talked about in other episodes as well but you know it's like oh my goodness if you cross that line well now I'm not pure anymore Yeah. I'm used goods. Like, no. What's my point? Right? Yes. Might as well go all the way because I've already, you know, come so far from what, I'm not pure
0: anymore. Absolutely. Yeah, like, like, that is, those are heartbreaking things. And I went through all of that as well and just living in tremendous guilt because of, how hardcore the purity culture was, very, very hammered on Neil and I as a couple, um, mm-hmm. and I talked about that in our stories a bit this past week, and how it was very different than when I was growing up, you know, as a young lady. All of a sudden, when I was a couple with Neil, it was like, whoa, there's a whole other dimension to this purity culture thing, and that was very damaging for us. And you know, even now, we're we're definitely still having to address things in our marriage to be like, whoa, 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 that root was from X, Y, and Z. Like we are we are not going there. That is not biblical. This is what God's truth says. This is what God defines this as, you know? And like mm-hmm. rooting ourselves in God's word.
1: Yeah. It's a big process and one that doesn't happen easily. Those roots aren't always so easily like obvious to know Yeah. What's going on. It's like, well, how come I don't enjoy sex? Or how come I, I thought yes. I'd like this more, but I I'm my yes. mind's not getting into it or I, you know, feel dirty if I was to try and initiate mm-hmm. it or you know mm-hmm. I quickly take my pajamas off and then slip into bed or you know things like that where it's like yes hmm, okay where's the
0: freedom there yeah
1: yeah you know maybe there's something that is attached to what's what we there?
0: Been, yeah
1: exactly so, which we'll go into further further in our episode
0: <laughs> yeah for sure and then we have a really beautiful beautiful um blog post that Julie Slattery put together that we want to read to you guys here in regards to this and what we're going to be tackling as far as lies go within purity culture and sexuality. So this is what Julie Slattery had to say on this. Our purity and righteousness ultimately have nothing to do with our sexual choices or struggles. I feel like saying that five times over. like <laughs> I should say that slower. Man, you guys take note of that. Yeah. That is a hard hitter coming out of like, I can resonate with that because that's directly what I attach myself to growing up in, in, a, in a relationship. But instead, it's with our standing in Jesus Christ. We can never accomplish a pure life apart from his continual work in us through the Holy Spirit. And it seems like depending on the times, we overemphasize one of his traits at the expense of the others. We embrace and teach a lopsided version of God the purity movement taught a god who gave us moral rules to follow but underemphasized his redemptive nature in our current day we teach about god's love and mercy but tend to skip past his holiness and righteous judgment so that
1: right. i feel just, like that's so good
0: wow mm-hmm. it's amazing that really capitalizes on our hearts here mm-hmm. and and just bringing forth and calling out the lies that have been Really, really, really rooting themselves within us through the purity culture narrative. Um, This is very important. Like, Alana and I feel very, very passionately about this because a lot of us have been targeted through this. So there is three major lies that we want to look at today um, that purity culture has spoken over us. Alana, do you want to take the first one?
1: Yeah, you bet. Number one is women should not have sexual desire. So purity culture says men think about sex every you know three seconds while women hardly ever think about it or they don't want it. Mm. Um, purity culture also says that God made men unable to control their sexual desire so it's up to women to take responsibility for them.
0: And that goes in you know, a lot of areas. You know, like mm-hmm. purity culture also says that we're responsible for the way they we dress right. um, because we will cause men to stumble. You know, right. a lot of the onus is put back on us as the responsible party and letting men off the hook, which we talked about in our previous episode, which also right. is not uplifting to our men. I know. poor um, dudes.
1: And now we're like, Yeah, well.
0: for real. <laughs> for real. Obviously but it you also, can't do this, so I'll do this yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah. But this yes. is just screaming at us that we shouldn't have sexual desire, mm-hmm. right? Like right. that is that's debilitating. That's very debilitating.
1: Yeah. And and it's interesting too how how often even media today will show yes. women lacking sexual desire. For sure. Like you think about even lots of the like I've seen reels on Instagram and things like that where it's like they're making they're making a funny thing out of it. You know, but it's they're... actually
0: not funny. This is a right, but
1: they're actually just.
0: This is an emergency.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's really interesting, actually. Yeah. There's such there's there's such a double side to this.
0: Absolutely, there is.
1: Huh. Anyways, let's get into what the Bible says. Yeah. So, when I was thinking about this one, I was having a hard time pinning like pinpointing like a specific verse that would. Mm-hmm would show encompass that, this right? yeah that women do <laughs> desire sex and have should yes. have sexual desires yes but I figured Song of Solomon's basically like chock block full of both the men yes. and the woman declaring their love and desiring each other in a super raw beautiful way
0: absolutely so that
1: to me that whole book just kind of screams you know no yes. God intended for this to be something that you enjoy that your husband enjoys you know that you can do together and enjoy together. Yes. Um, and another thought I had right before the episode we started, I was like, oh my goodness, I totally forgot about the clitoris.
0: Yes. <laughs> so God gave
1: us this wonderful thing and its sole purpose is for pleasure. So, yes. you know, don't tell me that we shouldn't desire sex or enjoy it or, you know, well, maybe not that we shouldn't enjoy it, but this, that we shouldn't desire it because mm-hmm. heck yeah, we're going to desire it if... <laughs> If you can, yes. you know, have an orgasm and things like that, it's like I don't see – it's just so so damaging what the purity culture can, can put on you.
0: Yeah, and I mean how often do people say what you just said? Like how often is it glorified that God gave us that yeah. specifically for pleasure? Like does that not open your mind to a whole new realm of, wow, I am a sexual being. Like God made me to desire this and to take part in this like – enthusiastically with my husband you know like those are the conversations Mm -hmm. we should be having and the thoughts we should be having Mm -hmm. okay so let's go into the second lie and this one fires me up because actually Alana Mm -hmm. you and I can probably relate to this like like pretty big I I can I can so for those of you who don't know Alana and I have each given our sexabony in previous episodes we each came to our marriages as virgins um. So keep note of that because I want to talk about something though yet about this. So the second lie is your virginity is the only thing of worth about you. Okay? That's the second lie that we're addressing that purity culture says. It also then has emphasized on top of that that a woman's only value is based on their virginity. Also, having sex before marriage makes you tainted, you're used up, less worthy of love or less lovable, okay? Mm-hmm. Super damaging. I feel like yeah. probably most of us, heartbreakingly enough, can relate to this in one way or another. Like I said, Alan and I were each virgins coming into our marriages, but, but I was told oftentimes that my virginity will be of less worth if I was impure in any way with any other sexual acts outside of intercourse. So oh, no. that made me have a very unhealthy view on virginity and purity in itself because people are like, oh, if you kiss before you got married, that's really bad, Paris. You should you should really rethink that. That oh is a goodness. sin. I've Did had people, people say that, ta- that to you? Yeah, I've had people say that to me. <gasps> and oh, so I just had my my gears turning in my head um over everything every little thing that could be sexual I was like oh man like is a kiss actually like like did I just screw up am I just like did I just blow this you know I mm. really really struggled with this hardcore I cried a lot of tears over this and also I was told um that if you know I I I participated in any kind of sexual act or anything that fell out of the purity culture narrative in terms of what you can and cannot do with your boyfriend or fiance, um, (laughs) that God may punish you with things that you have to deal with in your marriage forevermore in terms of sexuality goes.
1: Oh, no.
0: And I wonder how many of us have been told that. And I believe that. That's the worst part is I believe that. And so I let that be a belief system that I brought into my marriage bed. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? So let's mm-hmm. let's speak against these things and rebuke it all. Um, let's do that. Let's do that. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if anyone is, is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Titus 3, 5 says he saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, mm-hmm. because, hello, we are flawed people. Jesus is very aware of that, FYI. Um, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. But according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. Those two verses, uh, Alana put these in for you guys, by the way. So amazing job, Alana, because those are <laughs> just bang on there. Um, that's huge. And believing that, I think, is probably the biggest thing we'll struggle with um, in terms of these verses go if you have believe the narratives that I believed. You know, like you're like, oh, but no, I I, I am going to suffer forever because of my choices in in the sexuality yeah. acts i or in in the sexual acts i've participated in with my fiance before that or whatever you know right. it's like man like we are flawed humans yeah. we make mistakes i'm not excusing those things by any means you guys i'm not mm-hmm. but to be so caught up in forever grieving in that that you're missing out on god intend on in what god intended you to have in marriage now that is crossing a line where we are now sacrificing our freedom, you know, yeah. for what we should be enjoying. So, and that was yeah. hard for me to learn. That was very hard for me to learn.
1: Yeah, I really like how Julie put it in that post, just like the underemphasized his redemptive nature. Yes. It's like it's just teaching us Absolutely. all the rules, but forgetting that there's grace and that, you know, you're a new creation. Behold, mm-hmm. the new
0: has come, right? Yes. Is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Our purity and righteousness ultimately have nothing to do with our sexual choices or struggles, but with our standing in Christ. Boom. Yeah. Like, that's huge. Absolutely huge. All
1: right. Let's get into this last guy, shall we?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, number three, a purity culture lie, is that women don't enjoy sex as much as men. So purity culture says that sex is something that men desperately desire and that women tolerate. Mm. And I was thinking about it and I was like, hmm, you know what, this is kind of true for many. Um, but and then I was like, maybe this is why.
0: This is the reason why because that's what we're taught. right? Yeah.
1: So I don't know. It just made me it made me wonder if maybe this is for a lot of people, if you grew up, you know, with this purity culture mindset mm-hmm. that, that yeah, especially if you have that lingering in the back of your mind that, oh, we crossed these lines, so now what I'm getting now isn't as good as I would have gotten had we not.
0: Yeah. Right? That's a big one. Mm-hmm. That's a big one.
1: Yeah. But the Bible says in Song of Solomon 3, 1 to 2, This, I thought, I thought this was like a good verse to encompass that this woman is really enjoying sex (laughs) as much Mm -hmm. as as her husband. But Mm -hmm. one night as I lay in my bed, I yearned for my lover. I yearned for him, but he did not come. So I said to myself, I will get up and roam the city, searching in all of its streets and squares. I will search for the one I love. And I was like, wow, what a great picture. Like, how often Absolutely. are you just like yearning that you're like, I'm going to get up out of bed and I'm going to go and search for him <laughs> because I yeah. need him right now. But I was like, wow, what a great picture of what.
0: Yeah, of that, what... that sexual desire is real. Right. For us because she women. actually
1: has that yearning inside of her. Yes. And I was like, man, that's convicting.
0: <laughs> it is convicting. And it's something that, like, how often do you hear anybody ever talking about that? You know, guys are always talked about in the sense that they have high sex drives and it's go, go, go. And that's what culture paints it as, which is also damaging. Uh, We've talked about that. But, I mean, what about that in in opposition that that speaks over us as women that we are just literally numb to sex? And it's like, Mm -hmm. wow, that's really awful. Mm -hmm. Really awful.
1: Yeah. And I get too, something that comes to mind is how, you know, in the – however many episodes it was ago that we tackled like the differing sex drives mm-hmm. and I get how lots of these you know are kind of gender dependent yes because often you know we've had so many women message to be like well you know what? I'm actually the one with the higher sex drive
0: yeah
1: which is is totally valid but I don't know just go back listen to that episode too because that one we tackled that one yeah
0: <laughs> really yeah. well
1: it's a whole nother thing but that's why we're just kind of making these generalized it's
0: because that's been the, the main narrative here.
1: Exactly, yeah. This is what we hear most often. Um, yeah. But obviously we understand that this isn't the be-all, end-all.
0: Absolutely. End-all. That's right.
1: So the greatest failing of the church is not, you know, the priority movement or even the reaction against it. We need to look at the larger message that our sexual desires and our sexuality as a whole is actually screaming to us. Mm-hmm. So if we're looking at it really, really deeply and the the core of it is that mm-hmm. we were made for intimacy.
0: That's right. And we were
1: created for covenant. And we mm-hmm. have been and will forever be relentlessly pursued by a heavenly father who yeah. awakens our love and redeems our past sins and invites us into a beautiful relationship with him. And so that is what our souls are longing for. And the truest form of intimacy is only found in him.
0: Hey friends, thank you so much for hanging out with us as we dive deeper into meaningful godly intimacy, tackle the hard questions, and embrace truth while we're at it. We're also on Instagram at Kingdom Sexuality. You'll find our Instagram handle below in the show notes, where you'll also see any other resource links we may have mentioned in today's episode. As always, our hearts are to cultivate deep community and freedom with you guys, and we cannot wait to continue this journey alongside you. We'll see you in the next episode.